Ahoy! It's your boy, and welcome to episode 91 of the podcast. This is M, which you can subscribe to on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Everywhere you find good podcasts, you'll find this one. Take a minute, rate and review us, give us five stars, type a couple sentences about why you like the podcast and why others will also, and if you can think of one person in your life who you think would like the show, send them your favorite episode. Also, video podcast is available now on This Is M. Wait, what is it? <laughs> this is mpod.com. That's this is mpod.com. Uh, you'll find the latest episode with a video posted there. You can watch it on our website or click through to YouTube. Um, like and subscribe and all that good stuff. Um, your boy's back on top in Chinese. I studied my ass off this week. Uh, we had our test on Friday. And it was uh, a bumpy road leading up to it. This, is, uh, this whole week has been really challenging for me. But um, I took the test at the very last minute that I could to get it in on time. And, um, I haven't gotten the final grade back. Uh, every time you take the test, there is a significant amount of points that, uh, the teacher has to grade himself, you know, for things like multiple choice or other types of questions, uh, they get graded right on the spot, but there's like a handwritten portion where you actually have to write a narrative in Chinese characters that, um, he has to look at and grade separately. Uh, but I would be flabbergasted if I didn't, uh, do well on the test. So, <clears throat> um, I don't say that to be self-congratulatory just to say, if you listen to this podcast, you know, I did not do well last week or I did not as, I I did not do as well as I normally do. And so I really, uh, you know, I set myself a task of making sure I was on top of things this week and uh, it paid off. I started off the week well, uh, on Sundays, uh, which is today, Sunday. I did, I spent my Sunday much as I did last week, which was just get a head start on the homework, try to start the week off strong, um, and all those good things. So, uh, this is actually, we're going into the last week of the first term. Um, so it's been a fucking whirlwind, man. I started, you know, we're basically doing a year of Chinese over the, over the summer. So this is, you know, in the last six weeks, I mean, by the end of next week, it will be six weeks, but I'll have done a semester's worth of uh, Chinese language study in six weeks. And, uh, it's just been fucking crazy. I actually, um, uh, maybe I'll have a total for you next time I see you, but, uh, I have a three day weekend. Is that right? Yeah. I have a three day weekend once this semester ends. I can't, I think there's like a holiday a week from tomorrow. Isn't there? Is it independence? No, it's not, <laughs> it's not independence day. That's July 4th, isn't it? Uh, is 4th of July is independence day, right? So un-American. I should be fucking deported probably, but, um, not independence day. I don't know. There's some holiday next Monday. Um, Oh, actually, it is July 4th. Holy shit. Wow, your boy is turned around and flipped upside down. Holy shit. It is Independence Day. Next Monday is July 4th. That's fucking nuts. Well, uh, you know, I always try to be top call on the podcast. At least I always try to mention the holidays as they happen. Uh, but I, I frequently miss them. So hopefully I'll be able to say something about it being July 4th on the next uh, next podcast episode. If I miss it, you can uh, give me a hard time or hold me accountable. Uh, but we have a three-day weekend uh, after this week. And uh, I don't know what I was going to say about that, except we'll be going into the second semester of Chinese. Oh, I was going to say on that three day weekend, I told myself I wanted to make a master list of all the characters that we learned over the semester uh, or these last six weeks, because I think it's about at least 500, probably more. Honestly, Um, I remember when I first reached out to someone in the Chinese department about just looking ahead over the next couple of years of courses I wanted to take. and the whole reason I'm even taking this is to get the degree I want. You have to be able to read in a foreign language. And so for me, the most intuitive choice was Chinese. 
not because it would be the easiest, but because that's, you know, if I had to read anything in a foreign language, it would be the Chinese philosophy that I like reading. It would be, um, those types of things. So yeah, you're, I could fucking learn French, I guess, or Italian or whatever the fuck, but it doesn't really interest me. Um, and, uh, I just emailed some people in an apartment and saying, Hey, is that course taught in English? Is it taught in Chinese? Is the reading in English? Is the reading in Chinese? And uh, a teacher reached out to me and said, well, to really take this course, you need to know at least 3,000 characters. And I was like, oh, shit. I think at that time I had spent like two weeks looking at this uh, book I had bought on classical Chinese, and I had learned like 32 characters in two weeks. And so, um, you know, now in this course, we're doing like 42 characters a day. So, um, yeah, I guess multiply that times four. I guess we're doing like 160 characters a week times six weeks. So... Or, I'm sorry, 160, is that right? Yes. 40 characters a day. There's really four days of instruction. 160 characters a, 160 characters a week times six. You do the math. <laughs> math was not my strong suit, obviously. Um, although I was saying, I was talking to my brother about this, and I, I've been talking to my girlfriend about this as well. Although I am performing well in the course, I also... And this is actually an interesting point for a lot of things in life, which is if you just go through life and judge your progress or how well you're doing based on some external standard, you can actually do yourself quite a disservice. And I think, you know, for me, it was very clear with like calculus, which I took last semester, which is a topic I don't give a shit about. So it doesn't really matter to me whether or not I understand the material. But let's say I was a math major and I was going to be taking significantly more difficult math as I went through my college career, your boy got an A in calculus and I don't understand it. I don't understand calculus. I was able to locate an answer. Um, and thankfully that course, like even for the exams was like open note. So as long as you did the work and prepared, you could create, you know, tools for yourself that help you find the answer. And I think that's a fine way to teach a course. I don't think that's a bad way to teach, but if you are going to go, if you're going to go on to study higher math, you would need to understand the material substantially, uh, substantially better than I did. Um, I feel the same way with Chinese. You know, I'm able to do well on the courses. I can memorize the vocabulary. Um, I understand the material the way it's sort of contextualized. You know, within these very limited conversations that are familiar. You know, these dialogues that you have in each chapter of the textbook, and yada yada yada. Um, but you know, my girlfriend says to, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. But I also know I'm not, I don't feel like I'm really learning the language the way I should. And I think, I I think it's a couple things. I think it's only been five weeks, right? So I think in that sense, she's right. Be nice to yourself. But I also think I'm starting to think language is an interesting way to realize how the way most classes and courses are structured are not actually structured to actually help you learn the material or understand it. You know, it's just here is a segment of information which I want you to digest over this period of time and each week or whatever it is or each couple weeks you'll be tested on it or quizzed on it or whatever so you can regurgitate it. But you don't really need to learn it and absorb it. You know, very. it's not very often that we're asked you know, to demonstrate a true understanding of the material, you know, and when we do encounter that, if it's outside of our major, sorry, I'm fighting off the sneeze here. If we do ever encounter that outside of our major, it's usually seems like over, um, it seems a little heavy handed or I don't know if that's the right word for it, but it seems, um, 
I, I think for most of your courses, that's a totally fine way to operate. But for things that you really need to understand, uh, it, you can be a great student, you can perform well on the course, but you need to do a substantial amount of work outside of the class that, um, you know, that's just not called for by the class per se. Does that make sense? You know, I'm able to perform well on the course based on the tests that I get, but I'm also feeling, and I don't know where the fuck I'm going to find the time considering my schedule and the fact that it is a summer course. I mean, the, the time is just so expedited, you know, I just have to be mindful that, um, you know, maybe in the interim between the end of summer and fall, you know, maybe you need to get a tutor, a language tutor, you know, maybe there's, um, you know, you can't just stop doing it. Because I, I think what I'm saying is is because you're not really understanding the material oftentimes in our education system, you're just kind of regurgitating it, that you also realize this if you ever have a semester off or even, fuck, if you have like a winter break or a summer break and you return to a topic, you know, if the next semester you have an extension from a, a topic that you studied the last term, you fucking forget shit. I mean, I took chemistry one and two back to back. There was maybe a month in between them. And I've... I promise you the first half of the semester of chemistry two was just reviewing shit from chemistry one. And you're like, I took a final in chemistry one on this material and knew it. And I don't fucking remember it. So, um, it just goes to show you, it's like, it's stored in your short term memory so that you can regurgitate it on a test, but you don't really absorb it. Uh, but it does feel well to, you know, it does feel good to perform well again, to be uh, sitting in a test and not freaking out. And uh, we actually got more time on this one, which was better too. I mean, there was more work as well, but also having more time and the time pressure was off. So anyway, um, you know, all that is just to say, um, you know, it, it just feels good to be on top of those things. Now that said, the rest of the week was pretty fucking difficult. And I'm going to recount some of these troubles, and I'm not going to pretend like, uh, you know, I'm not bleeding all over the floor, and I realize people have it much worse. Um, and I don't really know what the point of all this is going to be, except to just articulate, <clears throat> you know, there's a way in which the last couple of years I feel like I've been pushing myself in a way I, I wasn't capable of when I was younger, but I also, I also wish if I had been, or if I was able to push myself in this way, I just would have done a lot more growing in the uh, earlier part of my life. Um, you know, my schedule, especially now, you know, working full-time, going to school full-time, I mean, the only saving grace in my life right now is that I don't have children. You know, I, if you are, I mean, if you have, if, if you work and go to school and have children, it's like, you know, you're, something's got to give. You know, either your work performance is going to suffer, your school performance is going to suffer, or your parenting is going to suffer. And um, actually, as I'm thinking about it, to talk about this honestly, I kind of have to get a little personal, I guess. I hadn't, hadn't really anticipated going into this. But, you know, if I look at the three major components of my life, there's work, there's school, and there's my relationship. And actually, to be fair, there's a fourth component, which is getting neglected, which is me. <laughs> like, my needs and my personal wants and my free time. So maybe we'll get to that stuff, but... You know, I did not do well on the last test, and I said I went into last weekend feeling really fucking cranky. One, because I was disappointed in myself, but also knowing that not only would I have to, con you know, the pace of the course does not slow down. I, I'm, it's, it's just going to be round, you know, five, I guess. It's just going to be the next round next week. But on top of that, I need to find some time to review the material, 
right? That I didn't understand and make sure that I learned it. So it was just, a, I was just kind of disappointed in myself, resentful. And it was also just a packed weekend. I talked about the wedding and all that good stuff. But, um, but uh, you know, last Sunday was just woke up early at my girlfriend's place, went home, probably got home at like 10 o'clock and just started working. And aside from doing the podcast, which I think I did, you know, I think I got it down just like under the gun. I think I started recording, you know, maybe 930 at night, you know, and it's up at midnight. You know, if you look forward to this podcast or if you have your download set to automatically, you know, right at midnight on Monday when the clocks turn Pacific Standard Time, right when the clocks turn midnight uh, in California, uh, the podcast is available. So and that'll be the same for tonight as well. Um, But it was basically I can't do the math here, but, you know, 11, 10, 10, 11 hours of, of doing homework, reviewing the last test, starting on the new material. And although I've had more time to chill today, um, you know, shit ton of homework to do. I had to do some character, you know, learning Chinese characters from four Monday and Tuesday just to get them out of the way. Because as I've taken uh, the chorus, just with work and everything, it's like if if I just did everything at the time I was supposed to be doing it according to the, the chorus, just, there are just not enough hours in the day. So I really need that Sunday to take care of some things, work ahead. Um, because inevitably things come up or whatever. So that was most of the beginning of the first part of the week. And also, like, it's it's just like, um, there's this law in life for me, which is like when things are difficult, it's not like the other things get easy. It's like I actually feel the stresses in my life compound. You know, it's like once one part of my life is destabilized, I feel the ripple effect in other areas as well. Work has been a, just super fucking stressful. Tons of people calling out. Um... So the, the shifts are um, understaffed, which means we're overworked. And on top of that, the acuity of the calls has just been through the fucking roof. I think it has something to do with the heat out here. I know the Pacific Northwest is having a crazy heat wave. It's like 100 degrees in Portland or something like that. Seattle, I think. I, my girlfriend was talking to her father. And I think uh, he's not in Seattle proper. He's sort of in the Seattle area, but it was like 100 degrees there. So, you know, here on the West Coast, we're having a bit of a heat wave. And uh, I, there's just something about the heat. I think the acuity of people's stress just goes through the roof. And, and just a lot of adversarial callers. And it's just been super high stress. And on top of that, you know, one of the roles that I have in my work is I train counselors. I'm one of the trainers. I've been there a long time. I work in the training program. And so uh, when people start training on the lines, I inevitably have people that I have to uh, train and work with. And I really enjoy that. I, 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 it's actually one of my favorite parts of the job, actually, is working with people. And as, as rewarding as it has been to work with callers in sort of a crisis counseling capacity, in some ways, the, mo- the most rewarding part is working with the volunteers and the trainees and, and um, you know, watching them develop in a weird way, which is completely unexpected. Um, but what that means is normally when I'm on a, my own shift, you know, if I'm working an eight-hour shift on the lines, between calls... You know, it doesn't happen a lot, but there is time. So if for some reason I was not able to get to a homework task, you know, you can't bank on it, but there's a chance that you could probably chip away at it between calls. When you have a trainee, that's impossible. So now that we're actually in training season, you know, once work starts, it's 100% work. And to be fair, that's the way it should be. <laughs> you know, my uh, my employer is not paying me to, to, to be a student. Um but those are just one of the perks of the gigs. You know, there's a chance that there's some downtime. I mean, in some ways, I mean, I'm reminded of, you know, one of my last gigs before I moved out to the Bay Area 
was working overnights uh, at a 24-hour gym. If you listen to this podcast, you've heard me talk about it. But that was a sweet gig. I got to sit at the counter, and there were tasks I had to do, and I had to check people in and out. But it was understood that, like, hey, if you were a student, this was a great gig. You could do homework while you're sitting here. You could read books overnight, which is, which is what I did. Um, which, in some ways, I've been thinking about that recently, and we'll probably talk about why. But I remember around that time, I, I, started, I was reading a lot of Christian theology. And uh, I'm, I'm sort of re-entering this phase where I'm listening to a lot of, uh, um, you know, um, preachers and stuff. I'm, I'm listening to a lot of sermons as I'm doing homework, which sounds crazy, but maybe we'll, we'll talk about that. But um, I think I'm just trying to say that it was a stressful week. And I think the events, especially the latter part of the week, really demonstrated that for me. So it's like Wednesday for me was like, you know, the, the epitome of what, like, the stress of my life feels like right now, which is, like, I wake up at 7.30, uh, or actually, I have to wake up on, on something like Wednesday. Wait, is that true? Well, like, Tuesday night, I work until midnight. So I usually go to bed. You know, I had some homework I had to finish after I got off work. So I went to bed, I went to bed at about 2.30. I had to wake up for class at 7.30 because I have to sort of, you know, I'm an old man. I need a little bit of time. I can't just roll out of bed and be good to go. I need, like, an at least an hour before class. And uh, class starts at nine, ends at noon. Then I work out, which sounds like a luxury. And I guess it is, if I'm being honest. But I also know, you know, part of my self-care or whatever you want to call it is uh, if I don't work out, it's just going to, it's really going to, it'll, it'll, it's, it's going to impact me. It'll actually make things harder. So although I carve time out for it, it actually, it makes things better for me. So I work out. Uh, We also had this tutorial I have to show up for once a week for a Chinese class where it's not like we do anything useful really, but it's like, like uh, in math classes, I've had this a lot, you know, you'll have like a, a tutorial session as well that you can show up for. So showing up for that, then I have to start doing homework and there's about three, at least three hours of homework a night, right. in in this language course. So I have to do that. Plus on top of that, I have to, I have to do work, work, you know, it's not my eight hour shift from, four to midnight, which happens twice a week, but there's significant amount of email and scheduling and, you know, administrative stuff that I have to do for work. So I have to find time for that. Uh, well, I have a meeting, right? I have a few weekly meetings that I have to get to. I have to do that. Then I have to finish my homework, uh, before walking to my girlfriend's house. And it, I mean, you know, we eat briefly, but it's like from the time I wake up at 7.30 to the time I get into bed at her place and like start watching Jeopardy on Netflix or something, you know, it's like 11.30 at night. And um, I sort of alluded to, um, I, I don't think this is oversharing, but I was saying that there are areas in my life that don't really get the attention they need. And I think recently one of them honestly has been my relationship. And... Um, you know, this may sound devastating to you, and I don't want to under, I don't want to uh, downplay it or diminish it, but uh, like on Wednesday, I got into bed with my girlfriend, we're watching something, and, and she just starts tearing up, and I was like, what's what's going on? And I was probably ranting and raving about how stressful school is and stuff, and you know, she was just feeling kind of sad. I mean, she sees me working hard, she sees that I don't spend as much time with her, and when I do, uh, you know, I'm distracted. So I'm not trying to diminish the fact that she was crying. I'll just say she's emotional, right? So it's it's not uncommon when she's discussing any feeling that she has that's particularly strong that she gets a little teary. But, um, you know, in that moment, I was also 
communicating to her, I hope in a, in a healthy way that, you know, as, you know, as sad as I am to see it affecting her, you know, there are ways in which even now, you know, it's, I've been working all day from seven thirty till now to this very moment. I haven't had a moment to myself short of exercise, if you want to call it that, or going to the bathroom. And now in my moment where I have maybe 30 minutes to relax before going to bed, before I wake up and do it all over again, you know, we're having this sort of emotionally charged conversation and that's life. You know, those things are, those things happen. They're supposed to happen. They're healthy. You can't ignore them. But there was some uh, disappointment as well. And in some ways that, that points to the fourth thing, which maybe, you know, I don't want to get distracted with, with, uh, with that just yet, but you know, I don't have a lot of time for myself. And there's not a lot of time for me to do the things I want to do. I mean, hell, this podcast, which I've enjoyed more in the last couple of weeks than I have in a long time, is still, you know, I really do have to work hard to find time for it. Um, And so, you know, probably go to bed at my girlfriend's about 1230. At one point, like we're having this conversation, I say, look, we did, let's just put a bullet in this conversation for tonight. Bookmark things. And, uh, let's just watch like 30 minutes of Jeopardy before I go to bed so I can just unplug my brain. So we do that, go to bed, wake up, walk home. And, uh, you know, class is at nine o'clock, go to class, uh, work out, do homework, have to do work stuff. And then this is where it really got frustrating because I'm sitting with the conversation I had with my girlfriend. It's class. It's, uh, the assignments I have to do for that day, especially before, I work at four o'clock where once, once work starts tonight, there's no fucking chance to do it. And the homework is due at midnight. So if I don't do it by this time, I'm, there's just, you're not going to have time to do it. Right. Cause I'm working with trainees. It's whatever. And about three forty-five, I start hearing a fucking drummer and I'm like, what the fuck? And it was like, in that moment, I, you know, cause your boy was a drummer. It was like my first instrument. I know what a drum set sounds like, you know, it's, this wasn't a recording. I, it, the minute I heard it, the minute I heard the kick drum, I knew it was a drum set inside a space somewhat in proximity to me. And I was like, God damn it. And it was like a, a no time to really investigate, but it, someone was having fucking band practice, like outside my window. One of my neighbors was having fucking band practice. And I was like, my mind was instantly like, I was going to say, by, by, how do you say cut? It was cut in twain. Bifurcated, 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 something like that. My brain was basically in two places. I had to, like one half of it was, was obsessed with the work that I was about to do. The other part was obsessing over this noise that I was starting to hear. And maybe I've talked about this before, I don't know. But your boy is very noise sensitive. And the real reason is, although I'm super annoyed by the noise itself, the part that I really get obsessed with, the part that's truly distracting, is I'm trying to think through the mentality of the person who's now imposing themselves on me. Because I go through life, and the last thing I want to do is impose on people. The last thing I want to do is like draw unnecessary attention to myself. Now, that sounds crazy as a guy who has a podcast, or a guy who's spent a lot of time on stage or was a musician and like promoting his music and his shows and all that sort of nonsense. But I mean, just as I go through life, the last thing I want to do is be an imposition on people. And for me, the clearest way that the thing that annoys me the most is when people like play their music too loud. Hell, when I'm at my girlfriend's place, 
she lives in an in-law, you know, unit in somebody's home. And so we're basically, I mean, we're really in their basement, right? When they walk above us, it's a fucking nightmare for me. And the only reason I tolerate it is because I'm only there for finite periods of time. But if I lived there, my quality of life would be fucking decimated. Like I would just not be enjoying life because the entire time it's like, it's like 1130 at night and they're stomping around. And I'm just thinking, why aren't they thinking of us? Why aren't they considering that people live below them? And I, it, it doesn't mean I, you know, there's, there, there's parts of life I understand. Like there is necessary noise. Like as much as I hate it, if you need to like do some construction work on your house or something, it's going to be an imposition on your neighbors, but that's the cost of cohabitating. It's the recreational stuff that people do that's unnecessary, or it just seems inconsiderate for me. It's not evil. It's not malicious. In some ways, it's actually worse. It's just pure, purely inconsiderate. And there's there's even a more malicious component here, which I'll, I'll probably talk about here, but it was like, as I'm doing the first part of my shift, I just hear this fucking band playing. And it's like, it's kind of jazzy, kind of fusiony, kind of funky. And to be honest, they sound good. Like they're, they're quality musicians. It's not just like the neighbor's kids, shitty punk band. It's like, these are musicians, you know, I feel like I can tell, you know, these are like quality musicians, but I'm thinking, why the fuck is that so loud? Why have I never heard this before? And what does this bode for the future? Like, did my neighbor just, like, build a music room? Is there some band forming? Is this something I have to listen to all the fucking time now? But it was uh, a thorn in my side. It made my shift incredibly difficult. And they went late as shit. Now, this is where it gets... This is where I started to get fucking pissed. Because at in one, at one point in my eight-hour shift, I have a 30-minute break. And that was just enough time for me to stay. It was super fucking hot. I, you know, went to the corner store, probably just to get something to drink, but not, like, not booze, obviously, but just to get something cold to drink, but also just to get some fresh air. And as I'm walking down my driveway, I can see that my neighbors, who themselves have a rear unit, it's fucking band practice going on. And not only is it loud, they have the fucking, uh, they have the fucking door open. And I was like, well, now we've crossed over into a whole other territory. We're beyond inconsiderate. And, th- and this is where I, you know, I'll never be vindicated. I'll never be justified because I can't prove this. But I also know this to be true, which is now I'm super fucking pissed because not only is this person create, like, just, just think about that. It's one thing to have a loud backyard barbecue where you have a stereo playing and you're annoying the neighbors or like, have you ever been, have you ever been where there's like a, a construction job going on in your neighbor's house and the workers just have their fucking stereo playing? And it's like, homie, I get it. You love the stereo. You love to listen to music while you work, but you have to fucking use headphones because not only do I have to listen to your construction work, now I have to listen to your music? That's fucking nuts, right? So I believe this happens with 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 people in general. Like if you have band practice, that's already an imposition because think about it. You're making so much noise inside your place, it's bothering me inside my place. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. It's one thing if you're having a backyard barbecue and playing the stereo. That's super fucking annoying. But you're making so much noise inside your place that you're annoying the neighbors inside their own homes. Now, you can do that, right? Like, 
there is not a court in the land that can convict you. I mean, in fact, my producer, who I haven't, you know, hasn't produced shit for me in a long time because your boy's not a musician anymore, I guess, but my longtime collaborator and producer, Gowan Matthews, he had a neighbor across the street who... The first time I went over there, I almost got in a fucking fight with his neighbor. Because as I'm driving up to his house, some dude is just riding the ass of my truck. And I just stop the car in the middle of the street. And this guy pulls up alongside me after slamming on his own brakes and saying, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, hey, quit riding my ass, man. And he's like, well, fuck you, man. Fuck you. I tell the guy to go fuck himself. And then, of course, I got him a movie. He just pulls into the house right across from the house I'm going to. And I had to do this super awkward thing where I, like, I just park my truck. And I don't, like, uh, sheep. And, like, I'm standing my ground. I'm not going to, like, sheepishly just act like this guy has my best. But, like, I get out of the truck and I'm looking at the guy like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I'm walking in this house. Yeah, dude. <laughs> of course, I feel stupid. But that's the, that's the uh, you know, I have to, uh, I can't, uh, that's, that's the man shit that we have to do, right? The sort of feigned masculinity, right? Um, but this dude, the neighbor, just blasts music all day. He just has his stereo blasting in his garage all day with the garage door open just to the neighbors, just bothering everybody. And it's like, you know that dude is like not fucking human. Like he's half reptile because one, the music he listens to sucks. But also, if you just live your life content with the knowledge and in fact enjoying it on some level that you are annoying everybody else around you and you don't care... Oh man, I hate to sound um xenophobic's not the word. I don't I don't know the word for this. Um misanthropic or uh I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but it's like I don't know that we have a lot of use for you as a human being, right? Like I'm not saying I want you to be taken out. I'm just saying I'm not sure what you're contributing to the human species. Um and I'm I'm just saying again, in this, you know, this neighbor's um um, situation, it's, I, I think there's like a true maliciousness, but it's like when you're driving down the street and someone's just blasting their car stereo, their whole thing is just like, they want you to experience them. Like, I'm not saying they would ever admit this or cop to it, but their whole vibe is like, experience me. This is what I'm into. And I'm going to foist myself on you, right? Now, I can never prove this. But if you're having band practice, and believe me, this is the Bay Area. There is not a lot of, there's no, there's, there's no real estate here anymore. It's all fucking packed in and built on top of each other. If you're having band practice and you have the door open, now you could justify it a tons of ways. Of course it's hot. But if you're having band practice with the door open, you want people to hear you. And I'm not saying you're evil or malicious. I'm saying arguably worse, if you ask me. You're inconsiderate. How out of touch do you have to be to know very well? I mean, you have to know that on some level this is an imposition. I mean, how many people, if you polled your neighbors, do you think want to hear your band practice? None of them. I don't care how good you are. If Zeppelin lived next door to me or the Beatles, believe me, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear them practicing. So anyway, that was just that was percolating in my mind the entire time while I was working, and work was was itself hard enough. But on top of that, I'm contending with whatever. So I think I'm just trying to say everything has been hard recently. But uh, be that as it may, that shift goes late. I have to stay up a little bit later to do homework. Uh, 
And um, now this is my fault, I'll be honest, but it's just an example of how nothing seems to go right. But Friday comes around, I have to take a test, right? There's no class on Friday, but I spend all day Friday studying is what I do to prepare for the test. I have to spend all day Friday reviewing everything to take the test, which is due at midnight. I can start it anytime I want. I have an hour and a half to do it, um, but it has to be finished at midnight. So usually I'll take it couple times I've taken it at like seven o'clock, but last week and this week, I'm like, I'm just going to use all my time. I'm going to take it at 10 o'clock. I wake up on Friday and I do that thing where it's like you wake up and you just know by the quality of the light that you overslept. And I look at my phone. It's 1045 in the morning. Now for someone who normally wakes up at 730, excuse me, I'm stifling a, a, a burp and yawn at the same time. As someone who normally wakes up at 7.30, that's nuts. I mean, it makes sense because I also go to bed super late, but um, I was like, God damn it. God damn it. I've already cut into like two hours of my study time. And so I get up, I splash some water on my face and uh, I sit down to study and the internet's out. And you think, well, that's not, big of a, that's not that big of a deal. You can study your notes. The textbook and everything that we use is online. It's through an online app. And I'm like, God damn it. So I go on my phone. There's like a spider like coming toward me. I go on my phone. Uh, I look. There's like an internet outage in my area. And they're like, oh, it'll, it'll be fixed by like 4 p.m. today. And I'm like, God damn it. How the fuck am I going to review for my test? And uh, I, you know, I take a screenshot of this outage warning. I email my teacher on my phone. I send him a screenshot. Now, to his credit, this dude's super cool. He's like, hey, man, completely understand. If you can't take the test today, fine. It'll be available for a couple days. You take it when you can. Now, that's super fucking generous. However, that's a dangerous situation, right? Like for me, it's like, I could do that. I could say, wow, what a windfall. I'll just take the test tomorrow or I'll take it Sunday or whatever it is. But it's like, don't do that. Actually, don't do that to yourself. You need to take this test today because tomorrow is your day off. You have to spend it with your girlfriend, right? She needs some time and attention. You can't be studying or whatever it is on Saturday. And by the way, Sunday, it all starts over again. If you use all day Sunday to study for this test and take it late, give yourself that affordance or allowance to take the test late, you're actually going to fuck yourself because what you need to be doing is spending Sunday on the new material, right? So anyway, as I'm saying this, I'm just thinking like anyone listening to this just must be bored out of their fucking mind. Like who needs to hear about my schedule in this much detail? But I think it's kind of interesting. I, I, in that moment, I had to tell myself, you know what? It's going to be what it is. As soon as the internet comes back on, you're just going to study as much as you can, and you're going to take the test, and your grade is going to be whatever it's going to be. Now, thankfully, the internet came on about 3 o'clock. But this is why I feel fucking cursed, because the minute the internet comes on, and I start studying, I think, finally, and actually, I was doing some character study. I was, I was doing what I could in the few hours until it came on, but not much, right? I actually used some of that time to work out, too. I said, well, at least break a sweat, get your mind going in the right direction, did some stuff that I could analog, reviewed some notes, did some Chinese characters, whatever. Internet comes back on, start working, start chipping away at the stuff I wanted to, and I hear the band again. And I think, God fucking damn it. And I wrestled with myself. I, I don't I don't I don't know if you listening to this do this. Like there are people I know, my girlfriend's one of them, who just don't give a shit. The people upstairs walking around banging pots and pans, she doesn't, she doesn't care. It doesn't impact her. 
She can sleep through it. She can work through it. it. It's totally fine. Whereas, like, we're sitting down having dinner, and she, there's someone in her backyard. They have a cottage in, in their backyard. The dude's, like, playing music, and I just hear the distant bass of his music. And I'm like, don't you hear that? And she's like, no. And I'm like, shh, shh, shh. And she can't even hear it. Whereas for me, it was distracting through our conversation. You know, it, it's just like those little things like I just fucking pick up on, let alone a fucking band practicing next door. It's like all of my, all of my attention is fucking stolen. And I just think everything that can go wrong will go wrong. What's that law? Not Boyle's law. What the fuck is it? I don't know. Um, but I started hearing this band thing and it's like immediately I, I can't think of homework because now my mind, I, 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 I'm in this mode where I'm like, okay, what am I going to do about this? What are you going to do about it? Are you just going to suck it up? Because not only do I not want to be an imposition on other people, I also feel bad that this bothers me because almost a, here, oh, oh, oh. here's the reason I don't want to impose on people is because I don't want them to think badly about me. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if this is going to make sense, but it's like when I think of the person who's making noise, and many of you even listening to this, are this may be the way you feel about that. You may think I'm fucking nuts. But like most people go through their life and just not even in, well, I think it is kind of bad, but I, don't, I think in their mind, it's not a bad thing. They have a certain sense of entitlement, rightfully entitled to a certain amount of space and a certain amount of accommodation in other people. And it, it could be because they're actually kind of calibrated to offer that same thing to other people. So it's like, hey, I'll make a little bit of noise today. They'll make a little bit of noise tomorrow and it'll all be copacetic. That's not the way I roll. My thing is, it's like, let's just all be quiet, <laughs> you know? And maybe that's just because it plays to my things, but it's also like, I let that influence my behavior as well. Like I moved to the place I moved to because in some ways I get to be a, a little louder, right? Because I have no common walls. But because when I did live in places where it was clear to me that I could hear the neighbors, it made me hyper-conscious about the noise that I was making. You know, like at my girlfriend's old place, not the place she's, she's in now, but she would walk around and the floorboards would squeak. And I would be like, you realize the people downstairs can hear that. She's like, no. I'm like, yes. And she never understood what I was talking about, but I would like walk around on tiptoe. And she's like, why are you walking around like that? I was like, because I don't want your floorboards to squeak. I don't want to bother the people below us. And she was like, you're fucking nuts. Lo and behold, we move into her new place. And I'm like, you hear that? You hear what's going on up there? That's everything that your neighbors could hear. And she was like, oh, wow, I had no idea. Now, I'm not trying to give her a hard time, but uh, I think I was just trying to say some people don't mind making noise because they don't mind hearing a little bit of noise. Um, but I guess for me, I'm just aware of the, like, you know, the drama I get sucked in with my own self about like battling with myself. Like, am I going to ask these people to shut up or be quiet? What's reasonable? What's me? Because I have to think through that. You know, I have to think look, man, are you just someone who's sensitive to noise and this is just a part of your life? You know, because if that's the case, like if you're just, if it's truly something with you, you can't go around and police people, right? Like a lot of you are going to hate this, but it's like, look, if you have environmental sensitivities, I feel for you. I really do. Now, believe me, I speak with a lot of people who claim to have uh, environmental sensitivities and they actually live with mental illness, right? I'm not saying it's not real for them. I'm not saying the impact isn't real, but the reason society is not taking you seriously is because they're also feeling that a lot of this energy is coming from another place, right? Again, 
You know, psychosomatic doesn't mean the symptoms aren't real, but it does mean <clears throat> what you're complaining about may not actually be the true source of the uh, the suffering that you're experiencing. Regardless, be that as it may, you know, I, I think it cuts both ways. It's like if I if I truly believe that I was just sensitive to noise, suck it up. But when I start adding things together, like, well, you have fucking band practice in a neighborhood where people live close to each other. Like, that is a huge imposition. Now, if that was relatively common in our culture, like, tons of people are in bands, and they just practice, and it's just like, you know, it's as ubiquitous as construction on your house, or whatever the case may be, then look, it's up to you. But my thing is, is like, do you hear anybody else doing that? Do you hear anybody else in your neighborhood behaving this way? Because... Let's just take score. I'm inside my place. Again, you're not in your backyard, right? You are also inside your place and you're making so much noise. You're making it impossible for me to do the work I need to do inside my own home. That's, that, that to me is huge, right? So you just take that. And then on top of that, you're doing it with the door open. Not only are you already engaging in an activity that will annoy your neighbors, you're amplifying it by keeping your door open. So... I feel crazy even saying this, but it was like, I was in that battle with myself. Like, am I going to do something about this? So I deal with it for like 45 minutes. And then finally I go, you know what? Fuck it. And I, I snap into that same mode as I get when I remember when I told the story about being at the, the dump or the transfer station with my girlfriend and the guy pulls in behind me after cutting in a, you know, in front of a block full of traffic. I just, I don't even think about that. I just like get out of the car. I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Right. And it's like in those moments, I feel completely justified. And it's not till it's over that I realize, oh, like I have adrenaline like pumping through my brain, my, uh, my, my veins, because I'm gearing up for confrontation. So in a moment, I just decide I'm doing something about this. I step outside, turn the corner on my building. I look up, I see this rear unit with the door open and I hear the fucking band playing. And I, I'm one of these people who can like whistle real loud. I'm not going to do it for you, but it's like, you know, I can put my fingers in my whatever and just I whistle very loud and I do it once nothing I do it twice I hear the sort of you know you hear the music kind of potter like they're kind of listening and I just yell like music people or something like that and this very nice girl comes out and uh do you hear that you hear those pops dude I've been hearing that in my neighborhood too gunshots, maybe fireworks. Like the other night, someone was just like lighting off. Like it was like Chinese New Year's in my fucking backyard. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but this very nice, sweet looking girl kind of pokes her head out and she goes, yeah. And I was like, excuse me. And of course I immediately go like, excuse me, would you close your door? And she was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course we can keep it down too. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) cause, uh, cause I live right there and I have to do my work. And she was like, oh, okay. And I just kind of turn around and like run back into my place. And once I sit back down, I'm in me- I feel like adrenaline like pumping through my veins. Like, the t- like, like I did at the transfer station when I confronted that dude. Like I did when I was at my girlfriend's place that one time. And remember that dude tried to start a fight with me on the stairs? And it's like, in the moment, I'm calm. But once I get up to my girlfriend's place, I feel my, I'm shaking. I'm angry. You know? Like the time I told you the story about the time I saw a car accident, this car flipped in front of me. I like run over to the car and try to help someone. In the moment, I'm very calm. But when I sit back down at my desk, same thing. 
I'm shaking. And it took me like 15 minutes to calm down. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And I thought about this. There was, you know, in my mind, what I was gearing myself up for was a, was a confrontation because not unreasonably, it didn't turn out to be this way. I happened to be wrong, but my assumption I don't think was unreasonable, which is someone's being annoying. Someone's being inconsiderate. They're fucking playing music with their door open. That person is not a considerate person. So I don't, you know, I don't know what a um, picture or portrait I'm painting in my own head, but I'm gearing myself up for confrontation, right? I'm thinking this person isn't considerate. They're probably not very intelligent. They're probably, you know, like the type of person who pulls in behind you or wants to cut in front of 75 people or someone who wants to try to start a fight with you on the staircase. None too bright, right? Not very civil, you know? So you sort of gear up for like, am I going to have to argue with this person? Am I going to have to yell with them? Am I going to have to be firm? Am I going to, you know, am I going to have to stand my ground, whatever the case may be? I was not prepared for someone nice and sweet to not only say, oh, okay, yeah, sure, we can also keep it down. And you feel a little deflated. It was like a fucking, uh, what's that? A Wing Chun or what's that? Maybe I'm just thinking of like judo where you use someone's momentum against them. And it was like, yeah, okay. And, um, and honestly, there's a couple of lessons from this. She must have closed the door. Yeah, I could hear a faint kind of kick drum for the next couple hours, but nothing like the day before, sorry, punch the mic, nothing like the day before and nothing like it was just before that. So, you know, ideal? No. Cause again, I tune into small details like that. It's fairly distracting, but it was like, look, if that went on in perpetuity, it, you know, th- that's what I mean. I'm sensitive. I get it. That I can deal with. That is me. Now that the door is closed and I can hear it very faintly, that's on me. I can learn. I can, I can deal with that. Um, but, uh, what was the other lesson? (laughs) I was saying there was something to be learned from that. Um, well, one, I guess you never really know. Oh, actually the, just uh, in some ways, and maybe for some of you, I just sound like a major dick, but I, I really think for me, the lesson was, you know, you can spend so much time kind of stewing in your own juices and like assuming that, you know, who people are and being angry and whatever. Um, and actually, the story that comes to mind, I'm actually not sure if I can really tell. Well, let's well, yeah, let, let, let's try it. I'll just say that really the lesson is you have to tell people how you're feeling. And that may not sound very profound for you, but if you're like me, this sort of goes back to what I was talking about. It's insane to me that people just sort of like do things like that because they just like take up space. Now, if you're, I don't know. I don't want to say like a left-wing liberal SJW, although I'm sure many people in that camp are like this. That's too, that's too um, I'm not trying to politicize this. I'm just saying there's a lot of buzzwords that people like. Like, and one of them is like, take up space. And when I take up space, and when I take up space, and I just want to take up space, and I want to hold space, and I want to, you know, uh, anyway, all that sort of bullshit, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, that might sound like very nice. But my thing is, is like, don't take up a lot of space. Take up the real estate that you're supposed to, but don't impose on people, right? Um, what am I saying? What am I saying? Like some people are just very comfortable with that, right? Um, it's easy for me to just kind of like be resentful. This is what I mean. This is the part that we can all relate to. If something's upsetting you and you don't say anything about it, that shit's just going to fester and you will become resentful. And although your anger in the moment is justified, like I'm 
entitled to feel how I feel about shit. If someone's being loud next door, I have every right to be angry. But if I don't say anything about it, and I just stew and begin to think horrible things about that person, it's like I'm just torturing myself at that point because clearly that person doesn't care. And of course, it may be that they're inconsiderate. They may be doing the wrong thing. But the amount of pain I've taken on for myself now by not saying anything, just sort of trying to endure it. And a lot of us lie and tell ourselves that we're taking the high road. But the truth is, is that we're actually too scared to say what we want, to risk that confrontation. Right? I mean, it's that powerless knife. I, I, you know, I was, the way I was framing this happening, which you can go back and I don't think it's the last episode. It may be the episode before that, where I tell this story of going to the transfer station, going to the dump, having waited in line in traffic for like 45 minutes, which is fucking insane. And some dude just like cutting in behind me in front of like 75 other vehicles. And we all got out and we're like, get the fuck out of here. Now, if you know, people don't do that sometimes, sometimes we don't have the power to do that. Right. Um, I was also describing how someone like, you know, as everybody's queued up waiting for that one green light at a time to sort of take the on-ramp onto the freeway, some people just drive along the shoulder and say, fuck you and blow through the light and just like, fuck everybody, right? Of course we're pissed off because that person's just like, they're, that's like the epitome of being inconsiderate, right? But it's like that shit just like festers in you. And it's like, although you have to risk confrontation, you know, don't be reckless, don't... <laughs> You know, sometimes people people do horrible things because they know they can get away with it. And, and, you know, I wouldn't say approach everybody, right? Like, don't be a fucking hero. But uh, it's, you know, it sounds crazy to say me, but it's been a lesson in my life of, like, having to, like, risk, like, blowing your fucking whistle and telling someone, like, hey, close your door. You know, it's insane to me that I'm talking about this. I mean, believe me, I, I tried to be thoughtful in my in my episode this week, and, like, I wrote like on my computer screen, which I can see is a list of things I was going to talk about. I spent the entire fucking time talking about this. So, um, for many of you, it will sound insane that someone is spending this much time talking about this topic, but it really has been a lesson in my life of like speaking up for the things that I want and need, you know, and having to be discriminating as well. Like not trying, you know, look, there are things that are my issue, right? I'm always sensitive. So I have to be aware of that, but You also, I don't think it's right for you to just decide that you're going to have band practice with the door open and I just have to live with it, right? And again, it's not this one issue, right? This is one instance of something that I experience in a thousand different ways in my life that as I get older, I feel like I'm just starting to um, be able to wrap my mind around and sort of be proactive about approaching. And I guess I'm trying to kind of taking it back to my girlfriend as well, which this is, again, this is, eh, it's a little personal and, and there's a lot of nuance here that I'll, I'll never be able to communicate. So it, I'm just, I'm also worried that it'll sound like I'm being inconsiderate or something, but it's like my, my girlfriend has this emotional thing and she, you know, she is, you know, wanting some time and attention around her feelings around this. And I, I try to give it to her. And at the same time, I also voice, which is scary for me to do, right? Because when my girlfriend is emotional or somebody is, voicing some way in which something I'm doing is disappointing them, my default is take responsibility, apologize, overcompensate in the other direction. But what I found is that that uh, that itself has actually led to a fair amount of unhappiness in my life. You know, I go through life just assuming that I'm doing something wrong. 
And if people voice a complaint that I just go, oh shit, oh, you're right. I just, I just assume that other people know better that if what I'm doing is hurting somebody else, it says, it says something about me. One of the challenges of my life is actually not taking responsibility for that. I don't mean not taking responsibility for the things that you do. I just mean sometimes people have a strong reaction to what you're doing or they have feelings about what you're doing that part of being discriminating and thinking about it is thinking through, okay, in what ways, in what ways is that fair? In what ways is how that person feels about what I does just their responsibility? You know, I, I can't go into too much detail about this. And, and maybe I'll go back to the story. <laughs> there's, there's two things I don't know if I can go into much detail about. Um, one, because it has to do with a recovery program and anonymity is important with that. And by the way, I think I just heard fucking fireworks going off in the backyard somewhere. Um, I don't know. Uh, I was talking about an- uh, anonymity. There was another story that may not be appropriate. Oh, I think I was saying like in my in my work as a crisis counselor, you know, sometimes the caller is very upset because you're doing the right thing, because you're holding a boundary of the crisis line, because you're setting some an, an appropriate limit with them. And it sounds very patronizing to put it this way, right? I know you hear that now. You hear that? Dude, what dude, it's fucking nuts, but it sounds crazy to put it this way, but I'm going to try to talk through this because, because we have to get this done here. But, um, it sounds like, uh, it sounds patronizing to put it this way, but it's like, it's like a, like a child. Like sometimes you set boundaries with a child and they're not happy about it, but this is the way that life has to be. Um, sorry, that shit like really fucking, oh God damn it. That shit like really took me off my fucking thing. This is what I mean by like the mind becoming bifurcated. I don't know the fucking word. I'll have to Google that. <laughs> I don't know what word I'm trying to say, but the, the mind being compartmentalized, right? <sighs> I mean, especially in the early episodes of the podcast, you would hear that something would happen. And it was just totally derailed the conversation. And, uh, I'm trying not to let that happen, but sometimes people are upset with you because you're doing the right thing. You know, they're disappointed in that way. And I think I was just trying to weave that into, in my life, you know, um, it sounds stern to say it this way, um, but you know, I have a lot of responsibility and I have a lot of things that my demand my attention, excuse me, and my time, excuse me. And, um, you know, it, I was saying to my girlfriend, it, you know, it, I, I hate seeing you this upset. I, I hate that you feel this way about it. And this is something I need to do, or this is something I'm choosing to do. Right. You know, as I've talked about this whole thing about, Oh, I have class and I have to do workout, you know, at the end of the day, these are all princess problems, right? It's not like I'm 18 and my parents died in a horrible car crash. And now I'm, it's not like party of five. Do you all, do you all know that fucking show? <laughs> like your parents die and all of a sudden you have to take, um, legal guardianship of your three kids and, and not go to school and, and work three jobs to sort of raise them. It's not that kind of like, I need to do this, but it's like, these are things I, on some level I want to do right? These are stressors I'm taking on. These are responsibilities I'm taking on because this is how I want to spend my time or this is me investing in my future. And in some ways, I'm sorry, that's disappointing. But what I want you to do is say, wow, look how hard that dude's working, you know? And so again, there's a lot of nuance here I I can't really get into or that we just don't have the time to get into or that we're just not going to, we're not going to parse it out here. But 
I'm just trying to articulate that way in which, you know, it's hard for me. I'll put it that way. I always talk in broad things and I always try to remind myself, you just use the I voice just talking about yourself. But for me, it's very hard to voice a desire to stand firm and, you know, have something be okay because I want to. And actually, as I talk about it, though, but this is the gray area. Like, how do you be fair? Right? Like, just as simply the neighbor with the band practice or, you know, but people can justify their decisions in all sorts of ways. Well, it's what I want to do. Right? Um, but anyway, I feel like I've sort of uh, mopped myself into a corner here. <sighs> I guess I'll just say that... uh you know, I ended up taking the test. I did well. I ended up going over to my girlfriend's place at like 1230 at night, finished the test literally with like one minute left before midnight hit submit. It got in on time. Uh, I think when the grade comes back, it will be good. Hell, I may have a grade um, by now, actually, now that I think about it. But, uh, you know, in some ways with my, with my schedule seeing, being so busy, I'm in that kind of, you know, like sometimes you have your weekend and for me, it's just one day. It's Saturday. But because the week itself is so busy, your Saturday, your weekend becomes fucking chore day. So it's like, I wake up, I have to do laundry. And we actually, we drove out to like the Napa area and like went on this hike, which is pretty cool. Um, We ended up walking like, my girlfriend says it was like 6.9 miles or something, which sounds fucking insane because it really didn't feel like we were out there for that long. Um, But uh, I got a lot of sun, I feel. I never really feel like it shows up on the videos, but I'm, I'm I'm a little red. Um, went grocery shopping. You do all that shit, right? Did some cooking and, uh, you know, same shit. Do the chores, you know, watch, uh, some shitty YouTube. <laughs> We've been watching this, uh, you may even know this person. I think her, she, her name is like Claire something. She has like a cooking channel on YouTube. Um, she was like, uh, if you ever, if you start looking up recipes on YouTube, you're introduced to this whole ecosystem of people. So you, you may know who this person is. I think she probably has like a million followers on YouTube. She has a, um, a dessert, like baking book called Dessert Person. Um, very endearing personality, very charming. I know you guys fucking heard that blast. Dude. No fucking clue. Anyway. Very endearing person, dessert book, whatever, dessert person, who gives a shit. And I don't know, man. I don't know. Here we are, up against the hour. I think it's time to end the podcast. And um, I don't know. It sucks. I was kind of trying to end on this uh, nice note. And uh, I don't know. I'm fucking frustrated. I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's just code for me being angry because I I don't have words to give voice to my frustration. I did say I was going to talk about my, uh, my, um, I'm I'm entering this phase again where I've been listening to a lot of like uh, evangelical preachers and stuff, which sounds nuts, uh, not because I agree with them, but um, 
well, I have a thousand thoughts about that. Maybe, you know, I'll, I'll spend some time this week sort of getting those thoughts together and we will, uh, we'll talk about it next week. My, uh, returning interest in listening to evangelical preachers, because I think there's actually something to learn from them, you know, especially in our, um, polarized political climate. Everybody's just kind of in their own camp, you know, I don't know, preaching to the choir, listening to, for, for me, I've, I've never, I've always been way more interested in people that I, I don't agree with, or even maybe like, um, on the surface of it, I, I disagree with everything that they're saying. And yet there's something to the, the core of their belief. There's some way in which they see in the world, which even though I think they're applying it in the, in the, in the completely wrong direction, I actually find it kind of respectable and I actually kind of relate to it on some level. So, um, maybe I'll talk about next week. I'll talk about the ways in which them, this one preacher, his name's John MacArthur. I've been having a lot of his videos and sermons playing in the background as I do homework. I think he's, uh, I think a lot of what he says is abhorrent, but not even in a broken clock is right twice a day kind of way. There's something about, again, even though I think he's absolutely wrong, there's something about his approach to Christianity and uh, in his uh, reading of the Bible and how he applies it to, to his life, which I think is really the only intellectually defensible way to do it. I think the world would be a better, a better place if there was nobody like him, if, was, if there was nobody like this in it. But it's this weird... It's this weird place of like, well, if, but if you are going to do it, and in some ways this is really the only defensible way to do it. So anyway, maybe we'll talk about that. And uh, maybe some of you will be hurt by that conversation. But um, it happens to be an area of my interest. So, uh, and this is my podcast and we talk about what I want. So um, maybe we'll get to that next week. Or we'll, like most weeks, we'll just talk about whatever the fuck we get to. So uh, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you can on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, everywhere you find good podcasts, you'll find this one. Uh, also, take a minute, rate and review us. If you like the podcast, give us five stars. Type a couple sentences about why you like the podcast, why others will also. And if you can think of one person in your life who you think would like the show, send them your favorite episode. Uh, also, video podcast, available now uh, at thisismpod.com. That's thisismpod.com. You'll find the latest episode there. Watch the video on our website or click through, watch it on YouTube, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, man, we are uh, quickly speeding toward 100 episodes. And I've, I've been giving more thought to uh, what the podcast might be for the next 100 episodes. Um, and uh, So anyway, more about that next time. Until then, thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. And ciao for now.